Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. A very warm welcome to the to the Parents Show on Radio Barrel of 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia Alcourie. And I'm Amanda Yorworth. So, Amanda, this we're still in the middle of SusFest yes, 2019. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to side down with the kids, yes. you know, by using oh, the yeah, hashtag. Oh, yeah, SusFest19, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it, you do get a bit sick of saying Sustainability Festival too many times, so it's quite a good abbreviation, actually. But, yeah, we're right in the middle of it. There's still another week to go, so it's going on during half term. Are you exhausted already? Uh, do, do you know, I'm absolutely exhausted, absolutely exhausted. But it's been so good. So many people getting involved. The market takeover on Sunday, so many people coming to chat. What can I do? Um, social media, pinging all the time. Absolutely amazing. And are you pleased with the reaction so far? Oh, just so pleased. So pleased for the people who, you know, previously haven't really had much to do with environmental issues, beginning to sort of like get involved saying, what can I do? And then also for those people who are aware of environmental issues, already trying to do something for them, just feeling a little bit supported, feeling that actually they're not acting alone. I think that's really important too. Brilliant. It's such a huge event, isn't it? Three weeks action packed of nothing but the environment. Yes. I mean, St. Albans should be really proud of itself. Do you know, I really think we should do. I mean, I don't know. I've not done a survey, but apparently there's nothing quite like it in the rest of the country. So awesome. I really think it is something that St. Albans, as you say, should be really proud of. Brilliant. And tonight, I hope we're bringing you just a, a cross section, a flavour of what young people in St. Albans are doing for Susfest 2019. Mm. Um, so we're talking to a few schools, a few of the amazing schools in St. Albans. First up, we're going to be speaking to students from Fleetville Junior School and I'm sitting in front of three lovely students, Daisy, Daniel and Xander and we'll be joined in just a minute by their teacher, Mr. James and he's going to tell us what Fleetville have been up to as part of Susfest 2019. And then we're going to speak to two lovely students from Camp School who are also here in the studio with us. That's Mathilde and Maddie and they're going to tell us about their eco-committee at school. And then we're going to jump up to secondary level and we've got Hannah, uh, Francesca and Nari from St. Albans Girls School and their teacher Miss McHugh is going to be sharing their thoughts on the environment. Yeah, And then really important, the sort of second part of our show, there's so many parents who are really worried about the state, sorry, so many children are really worried about the state of the environment, but of course their parents are we're really worried about the fact that the children are so anxious. So we'll be looking at, you know, what you should do as a parent, how you should react, what should you say to your kids. Um, so we're going to be talking to a, um, a specialist in anxiety, um, Professor Cartwright Hatton, and she's going to be advising us how we speak about fears about the global environment with our children brilliant so, really good yeah so we've got another another 55 minutes of uh, action-packed information and i'm dying to hear sustainable sustainability stories from all the young people um in st albans so we're going to kick off to speak to mr james from fleetville junior school who's joining us on the line now hello mr james Good evening. How are you? Great, great. We're dying to hear everything that's been going on in Fleetville over the last week. Can you give us a flavour? What have you been up to? It's been an action-packed week at, Fleet, uh, at Fleetville so far. I'm not going to lie. The children have been very, very busy. Um, 
had lots of different projects going on across the whole school, um, starting off with the children in the lower school. Um, we've had children in year three uh, making uh, recycled paper. Um, they've been making posters um, and they've, been, uh, they've got a project coming up in the second week of uh, Sustainable St. Albans where they are repurposing shoes um, to give them uh, a new function. Um, which sounds like a cool thing to do over their uh, half-term break, which I'm sure the, the whole family might get involved in. Um, in year four, um, they've been repurposing unwanted items also, um, which uh, in a really uh, one of the children uh, did a really amazing thing and uh, made a new bed out of an old tyre for our new school dog, Tiggy, uh, which uh, is, is amazing. It's, uh, it's a lovely pink colour. Uh, I've seen it. It's fantastic. Um, they've also been uh, making bags for life, um, but out of old clothes, um, which were really cool. I was actually part of um, helping make those today, um, and they were really, really good. Um, and they've also done some swapping of items, which I believe is called swishing. Uh, so they brought some things in they didn't want, and they swapped items with each other. So they got some, some new things, which was really good. And uh, in year five, they uh, did some local research into companies around St. Albans, uh, in relation to their um, the packaging um, that they use and whether it's sustainable or not um, and looked at their recycling policies. Um, they went into a company in town and made some natural bath soaks um, and then when they'd made the soaks they um, took them back uh, to school and um, they designed and made um, and advertised um, some packaging um, for those products, um, pushing the St. Albans, uh, the, the sustainable aspect of uh, those um, products that they've made. So in years three, four and five, there's been loads and loads of stuff going on. And I'm a year six teacher and we've had lots going on in year six too. Um, but I don't want to give that away because I think you've got some lovely people in the studio that are going to talk about those things when it's their turn. Yeah, spoiler alert. Don't tell them, don't tell anybody anything, Mr. James. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I was just wondering, Mr. Jones, it's uh, uh, Amanda here speaking, Hi. and uh, I was just wondering how the kids have responded to the things that they're doing. Uh, uh, do you think they're really aware of the problem of waste, of plastic in the oceans, this sort of thing? Very much so. I think, um, again, if you speak to some of the children that you've got in front of you, we've uh, only in this past week we've been doing some writing about plastic pollution and they've done some research themselves and I think some of the statistics that they found um, through their research have been quite almost frightening, really. It's, uh, it's amazing the amount of plastic that's being used on a, on a daily basis and, and being produced into products that are ending up in oceans and uh, on beaches. Um, and, and we've all seen the, the, the pictures, um, the harrowing pictures of, of, uh, that, that, that you know, don't really make you feel very good at all. So I think that is, that is certainly getting across to the children. Um, there's definitely some really, really passionate um, uh, children that, that, that come across when you talk to them about some of these issues. Um, and I think that's certainly, from my experience, has, has produced some really amazing writing. Um, but also in, in some of the items that they've been producing, they've been lots of due care and attention to the to the to what they're producing um, and their outcomes have been fantastic. And as I said, I've, I was part of what um, they were building and making in year four today and the children were really, really enjoying it and, 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 and putting lots of effort in. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. So you think that they've enjoyed the opportunity when they've seen these really big issues, they've seen the horrible images, they've enjoyed the opportunity to take practical action, actually do something about these really big sort of scary things? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important that, you know, in a, in a modern world where they're, they're exposed to um, these things on the news, and I think that's that's perhaps one thing that sort of brought it to the forefront of lots of people's minds um, recently, you know, is uh, climate change and, and the, the programme that David Attenborough produced um, a little while ago. You know, I think these sorts of things have, have really brought it to, to, to even more attention of, 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 of the children. And it's, it's really important that they, they do take note um, because it's, it's a very important issue. Yeah. And you mentioned about the kids doing stuff during half term. Are you trying to encourage them to take the message home with them? That's absolutely something that we're trying to encourage. Yeah, I think it's uh, something that the children and families can get involved with. And actually, um, like we said, that some of the projects that they're doing, they're kind of re- um, upcycling and, and recycling old items. That's something that's not just for them. That's something that, you know, other people can get involved in around the family and everyone can sort of, you know, bring the family together. So it's just a nice opportunity to do sort of some fun home learning rather than uh, sitting there and learning times tables. Yeah, it, it sounds fantastic, Mr. Jess. Really looking forward to talking to, the, talking to the, the pupils here. So thank you very much indeed. No problem. So we've got uh, we've got three um, Fleetville pupils here. Do you, do you want to introduce yourself so people can hear you? Um, Xander, would you like to start? Would you like to say hi? Hi, I'm Xander. Yeah, and you are? Hi, I'm Daisy. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel. Okay. Well, it's really lovely to meet you, Xander, Daniel and Daisy. So we just heard from Mr. James, but now you can really spill the beans what Year 6 have been doing. Tell, tell us what you've been doing as part of SusFest. Xander, will you start? Well, we've been finding recycled stuff that were going to be put in the bin and we've been finding new purpose for them so changing to board games or new pieces of clothes even that's fantastic daisy tell us about what you were doing so in the classroom i was in we were upcycling new clothes into uh, old clothes into new clothes ah is that what mr james is calling is it swishing oh no that was um year four I okay think. I'm, tra- yeah, I'm really. trying to get th- i'm trying to use the cool <laughs> lingo sorry sorry so switching is when you um every you bring in an item of clothing it's sort of like a swap isn't it yeah 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 uh, i so, see yeah, yeah. i see uh, daniel what have you been up to um in our classroom um we've been making posters and um uh, for about sustainability and how um plastic is affecting our oceans and our climate change what did you have on your poster daniel uh, we're having about uh, how animals are affected by in the sea, h- how they are affected by plastic, and like how you can help to save them. That's fantastic. And what what are the some of the, some of the solutions that you came up with? Uh, well, for instance, like uh, pl- don't use like pl- one use plastic bags and just use uh, for life bags, so you can like help save turtles who mistake it for jellyfish plastic bags with jellyfish it's very upsetting to think that jellyfish would be or you know or turtles would be affected by us using plastic bags isn't it i do i think that's one of the things that it really is is the fact that we see these pictures of things that we could have been using that are having a horrible effect sometimes thousands of miles away and we wouldn't even have known would we so i suppose it really does make us sort of think more about our what our actions are um um, Daisy, what what do your friends think? Do, uh, are they concerned about things like plastic? Um, yeah, I think we all are, to be honest. You know, because it's our world that we're growing up into. When we're adults, we don't want to live in a world that's affected by plastic. 
yeah and other like forms yeah yeah and uh, xander um quite often um I, i've noticed that there's there's quite often a few more girls who are you know sort of putting their hands up for eco committee this sort of thing are boys just as worried yeah they they are actually because it's also our world as well we're we're also growing up in it and it's just as important for us as it is for girls. That's good to hear you saying that. That really is. And what did you... Did you do a poster? No, we... In our class, we made board games from from old pieces of cardboard and plastic right. so they didn't get thrown away. All right, so really quite a creative thing to do as yeah. well. Like your brain's going too, trying to think what to do with all these things. But I suppose it kind of shows that if we are going to use things more, this is the kind of, you know, sort of creative thing we have to do, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really helps because yeah. you can just use stuff again that we're going to get bitten and, it, and you can create fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're smiling when you're talking about it. Was it fun to do? Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Okay. Um, and is it just this week you're going to be doing things for the Sustainability Festival or have you got more things that, that you're going to be doing, Daisy? Um, well, we've been doing it um, for the past couple of weeks now, every Friday afternoon, and we're leading up to um, show everybody at our summer fair. So um, I think we are going to do it after half term. So, yeah, so it can be like a finished product. Right, OK. So what would you like to be the one thing that um, we change in the way we treat the environment? You know, if, if you could, if you could uh, be Prime Minister today, what, what would you change? I would change the fact that we use so much plastic in the first place. I mean, we wouldn't have to be you like you do all these creative things if we just didn't use plastic in this way in the first place. Yeah, so you're all about we should be reducing the amount of plastic rather than working out ways to reuse or recycle or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. we wouldn't have to think of way, ways to reuse stuff if we didn't even use it in the first place. That's a really good point. How about you, Daniel? If you could change one thing, do you know what you might want to change? Um, like, um, I'll change that. All the stuff goes into one place, like one concentrated mass of wastes, and that causes so much damage to the um, ozone layer, which protects us. So we're basically damaging like ourselves because of what we create. Right. Okay. So you just want us to sort of stop the kind of damage that we're that we're doing to the planet. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've left you out, Xander, then. What would your uh, number one pick be um, if you were king for the day? Kind of like daisies, but I'd like to limit companies on how much they pla plastic they use to package stuff because yeah. they, they use too much. Like, they, I think they should only use the min minimum amount. Right, OK. So you think that it's companies who are selling us yeah. the stuff who need to change? Yeah. OK. So lots to be done there, then. Absolutely. And great solutions. It really lots and lots of food for thought. Can I ask you, were any of the parts of, uh, of your projects tricky? Were, were there challenges as well as having a bit of fun? Xander? Well... We we haven't actually started making our games yet. We're going to do that after half term, but I'm sure there will be changes in, in making them and finding the objects to use. So that might be hard. Absolutely, Daisy. How about you? Well, it's also like because we had this thing where everybody brought in lots of old clothes, and you had to pick and choose the pieces you want. So it's kind of hard choosing stuff that goes together but also say if you cut something wrong or like sew it in the wrong place you have to like start again and such 
but like you do get used to once you know what you're doing and you get an idea of the thing you're making it is much easier yeah that sounds like the sewing bee on telly actually <laughs> yeah i'm sure they're much more experienced than us but it's just yeah. all the same kind of thing though isn't it yeah just it is being creative with the things that we've got rather than buying new stuff yeah it's really fun actually so yeah brilliant and of course if you're if you're um if you are being creative like that you're making something that nobody else has it means that you've got you know sort of um special different things rather than just the same old stuff from the yeah show, so. and it's really fun to make as well because you're with your friends and like it's really fun in the class it means you're allowed to talk and you know yeah okay. a little bit more relaxed <laughs> yeah great and daniel i'd love to hear what what did you find challenging or what do you think might be a challenge with uh, your project well a challenge we've already faced is finding a right-sized cardboard um box to make our uh poster to like because i'm planning on making like a globe hanging down but we need like a thing that can a cardboard box that can support it and it's and also if we find the right box like we have to cut it and because it's difficult to cut we're scared we're going to cut it wrong and waste a piece of cardboard which is already going to be wasted you've really thought this through i think that's very impressive fantastic it well, does sounds like quite an ambitious plan does, as well that one does. does yes i'd be interested to see what that looks like when you've finished it maybe you'll send us some photos will you of your projects when they're done yeah fantastic well fleetville juniors it's been a pleasure talking to you xander daisy daniel have you any any last words you want to tell any parents listening out there or any young people listening have you got any tips for the environment what would what would you say just try to use everything you can bin as little as you can and try to reuse it all. Brilliant. Yeah, just like, as Xander said, like, help save our environment. <laughs> Fantastic. And, like, if you go buy shops that use plastic when they, they could use other materials, like, go up to them to, and just say what you think. I like, like your style. That's a good point, that, that is, is, isn't it? That is a good it? point. Yeah. That's how to make a difference, isn't it? Fantastic. Fleetville Juniors, lovely Daisy, Daniel and Xander to talk to you this evening. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to before you go? Um, well, I've got my brother and my dad listening at home. Also, my friend Darcy. Fantastic. Guys, do you want to say hello to any of you? Max and Charlie are hopefully listening. Fantastic. Um, anybody who wants to make a change. Oh, I like it. Fantastic. <laughs> Guys, thanks a million. That's uh, fantastic talking to you. So tonight we're talking all about SUSFest 2019 and we're bringing you a, a, a variety of stories from across the St Albans schools. And we're really delighted to have two um, children from camp school in the studio with us this evening. We've got Maddie and Mathilde. Hi girls. Hi. Hi. Hello. It's really nice to have you here. Is this your first time on radio? Yes. Yep. And how does it feel? It feels strange, really but good. Yeah. Strange, but good. That's that's pretty good, Amanda. That's really good. We'll, ha we'll take that. We will do indeed, won't we? So I hear that you've been doing something about air pollution at Camp School. I'm really interested to hear what you're what you're doing. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Uh, yes. So we we're doing a lot of clean air day, which is on the 20th of June. We've been working with our junior travel investors. Who are um, your junior travel in investors? Who, who ambassadors. are Ambassadors. Oh, ambassadors. JTAs. Right. So we know them. 
Okay, and and who are they? Are they are they pupils at the school? Yeah, they're yes. in our class as well. Right. Um, some of our really good friends, actually, which is nice to have them working with us for once. Oh, I see. Okay, so you you two, you're both um, eco champions. Is that eco committee? Eco yep. committee. Okay, and you've recruited the the junior transport amb- uh Um, we haven't recruited them. They're actually a different thing. Right. But um, we've been joining forces and working together to raise awareness about air pollution okay so what's the problem with air pollution uh it's mostly idling okay so this is in your cars when you're stopped and the engine is still going yes okay and is that a problem at camp school definitely Uh, yes because we have gates outside so many parents want to stop um um and wait for their child to come out right but we're trying to put a stop to that okay and have you learned anything about that about uh, why the um gases that come out of cars why they're bad for us definitely um we know they damage the ozone layer and they harm the wildlife around us and they harm us as people right which is why at camp we try and like have as much as an eco area as we can with lots of trees in our playground that sort of thing right lots of eco things okay. we also have a bug hotel and and an allotment which we're trying to um to keep open for longer okay um, and so it sounds like you've got an awful lot of things going on do pupils at camp school do they enjoy getting involved with these projects definitely everyone yeah. loves doing things for example um first time of this year we had a whole school project about um under the sea that sort of thing we did a big focus on plastic in the ocean so and we had this day called big blue day everyone came dressed up in recycled materials as sea creatures and everyone really enjoyed it yeah i I saw some pictures of that looked absolutely fantastic looked like everybody had thought really hard about what they'd done and they'd really used loads of imagination as well what did you two come as um, I was the one and only submarine. You were a submarine? So you're yep. dressed as a submarine? That sounds very ambitious. And how about you, um, Matilde? I came as a shellfish. A shellfish? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Wow. Who would have thought, hey? That's brilliant, isn't it? Um, so, um, have you, in, do, you in, do you two, do you enjoy doing the, um, the uh, environmental things you do? What's your, been your favourite thing to do? Uh, probably the food waste last year um we had we had um a food waste someone called a food waste ninja from a company um trying to um came to a number of different schools uh, and then th- and tried to reduce our, our food waste and it worked it worked did it? how do you know it worked because because she came back because at some point she came back and and and, and she showed us um how how much we we, okay. we you'd we, reduce we, so she'd reduce. measured the amount of food waste before you did the project and then measured it afterwards and and you yeah. d- managed to cut down yeah, on your food every waste. week we sort of cut down on it it helped a lot that she was giving out eco stickers to people if they'd finish all their lunch that helped a lot okay yeah but but it worked though yeah it worked yeah that is fantastic and and did you learn about why food waste is a problem Definitely. We've been doing lots on food waste last year. Right. Learning about what's it problem, doing loads of workshops about it, and we also got involved with a Food Waste Ninjas advert, which apparently might be posted on YouTube. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And 
And we think all our hard work paid off because last year we, we Definitely. got the green flag. The yep. green flag. So what's the green flag for? The green flag is this sort of flag that um, shows people that your school is an eco school. You need you have this person to um, test you. They come in um, and you have to show them around your eco things. It was a very big day for us at camp. Yeah. Loads of things. So this is this is a kind of award that your school gets because yeah. you've done um, because of the amount of things that you've done um, to help the environment. Mm. Then oh well, you're right. Camp School must be very proud of that indeed. Definitely, really everybody is really excited about the green flag coming. And since we'd failed to get it the previous year, everyone was really relieved that our school has become eco again. That's, That's it. You persisted and you got there. Yeah fantastic well done camp school there's so much going on isn't there there really is and what what we're hearing actually is this camp has been working on sustainability for a long time and on the environment it's it's a subject that you you've been working on for a while yeah all the time we try and make sure our place our playground is more eco like last year we replaced our old bug hotel with a nice new one doing some art and art school club with lauren who is um, the daughter of one of our teachers? Okay. Uh, and and I just want to say that none of this could could be possible without Miss Rose, who was our who was our teacher, um, and and we helped us and Savannah, who's our mascot and who is actually Eco, um, who has a T-shirt made out of an old vest and 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 a backpack made out made out of a sock. Oh, and is, is is he a little is he a raccoon perhaps or something? Um, she's like? a lima. She's a um, lima. She was an old toy I didn't want. So we basically recycled her, we recycled some more materials and our mums have been so encouraged by her and the rest of the school. That's fantastic. And you've embroidered eco on, on her little recycled yeah, t shirt. Thanks to my mum. She is a very talented sewer. That's great. And and you're saying that... You, the, the, give us the teacher's name again. Miss Rose. Miss Rose. So Miss Rose has been really... She's helped yeah. to inspire you to do lots of things. Yeah, sadly she? she couldn't make it tonight. Right. But we're all still thinking of her. Yes, and you've been telling us about all the great yep. things that she's helped you yep. do. Yeah, wonderful. Fantastic. And we've got a photo of your mascot and we'll post that on our Facebook page so everybody can see exactly who we're talking about and the lovely t- the T-shirt. I might have to get a close-up of that. That is so lovely. Great girls. Is there anybody else in the school you want to give a shout-out to before we go? I want to give a shout-out to all the other members of the eco-committee, especially Abigail, who's been very passionate in her work, and the rest of the JTAs, who have been really helping us a lot, and very passionate members. It's helped a lot with everybody, encouraging everyone, and so passionate they even come up with a rap about idling. Really? Oh, quite really? nice. Yeah. I like that. We'll have to hit that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually had the J- your JTAs on the parents show before. Oh, really? Yes, we have indeed. So maybe we'll have to get them back and get them to do the rap. Yeah. What do you think, girls? Yeah, that would be good. Brilliant. They'd love that. Matilda, did you want to give a shout out to anybody? Uh, yes, I would like to give a shout out to Miss Miss Barton, our head teacher, and even Dylan, our other our other EK committee members yeah. but also anybody also I want to say thank you to anybody who's doing anything for this um, even if it's just a tiny thing even if just like keeping a plastic bag just anybody that's helped that's it- brilliant it all helps doesn't mm-hmm. it it really does big yes. nods there yes it all helps doesn't it so as you say anybody who's making any kind yeah. of effort is we, we like that don't we yeah 
One Brilliant. more little thing, I really want to thank Morrison's for taking into account that the letters we sent them and listening to us and trying to be more eco in the way they produce their food, their, mainly their fruit and vegetables. Fantastic. Well done for doing that. This is lots and lots of positive sustainability stories. Really good, yeah. Really good. So much energy and enthusiasm um, is, is just uh, just brilliant. Yeah, really good to hear. Thank you, girls. It's a pleasure to meet you both. Thanks, Mathilde Thank and Maddie. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Tonight's show is all about SUSFest 2019. Now, we've spoken to Fleetville Juniors Camp School and now we're jumping over to the secondary school and we have three wonderful students from St Albans Girls School in front of us this evening. Uh, we have Hannah, Daisy and Nari. Hello, girls. Hi. Hi. You're, you, are, you can jump into the microphone and say whatever you feel like saying. So let's talk about your sustainability stories. Can I start with Hannah? Well, um, as a school, we try to be really sustainable and we have a massive eco-council with all the years. So we've got about 56 eco-council members from year 7 to 11. And we meet once a month and try and promote saving the environment and sustainability within school and at home as well. And do people want to be, um, do, do they want to be a member of the eco-council? Do you have trouble recruiting people or is it something that everybody wants to do? Oh, not at all. We always have so many people. People have to get elected from their form. And there's always more than enough people that want to volunteer and get involved with it, which is brilliant. So we have, haven't had any problems so far, fingers crossed. It sounds like a lot of work, though. What kind of commitment is it? Um, it's a lot of commitment, really. We have monthly meetings and also do different things across the school to promote um, not only fair trade, um, plastic recycling and paper recycling, which we do every Thursday. So every Thursday, all the eco-representatives go around the school, pick up recycled paper and we put it in a big bags together and they get house points brilliant which is brilliant that sounds really good so um nari yeah that's me so um when did your interest in the environment start what was it that got you interested oh um i think i've always sort of had an interest in the environment and it's sort of really blossomed at stags um especially through doing eco captain and green leaders at stags they've always promoted it it's a really um, hands-on community, so everyone gets involved, and it's it's brilliant. Yeah. And, and is there anything particular that uh, that you do that you think is very important that the committee does that you think is very important? I think how they recycle is really really important. We're really hot on recycling at Stags. Paper, plastic, batteries. Um, some of the girls are so enthusiastic, and they go litter picking in their own time, like through the school. It's it's really amazing to see everyone's enthusiasm and commitment. Wow, that certainly does sound it. And how about you, Daisy? Uh, what kind of thing do you, uh, do you think it's important that the committee does? Um, well, the committee is, you know, very helpful and they, they're always really, really keen to come to the meetings and it doesn't really take a lot for, you know, people to put their hands up and offer up ideas. And recently as well, we've um, stopped um, biodegradable um, packaging in the canteen. So we've replaced it with plates, so anybody who's eating in the canteen has to eat on a plate. So, so these are basically reusable yeah. plates, so there's yeah. no waste, it's Definitely. now everything's reused. Mm. Uh, okay. um, and why, why was that not being done before? Do you know? I mean, it? I think as well, a lot of girls, they've because we've always had the, for most students, we've always had the biodegradable right. packaging, so it's, 
you know, hard to change and they've always... It's just been something that they've been used to, but gradually we're introducing plates again. So okay, and how's that going down? Do people like eating off a proper plate now rather than... No, yeah, it's, re- it's surprising to see when you go into the canteen that there are actually people eating on plates and there's not really a fuss about it, so it's quite... That sounds fantastic. That sounds really good. Yes, our Eco Council are truly passionate about this. We've recently had a new um, food outlet open up within the school. And within about two days, they instantly arrived at my door to announce there's far too much plastic. And within 24 hours, that level of plastic had been reduced in terms of what was being offered to the girls. So they are aware of what things they can use to actually reduce the amount of plastic in their lives, really. And also getting out the habits that so many of us are in of that um, fast-paced, re- you know, unreusable society to actually thinking about, well, what can I do? So we see far more now carrying reusable water bottles and all of those things, which is the legacy of... Um, not only these three girls but the green leaders that have gone before them as well yeah yeah that sounds absolutely fantastic so just for listeners that's miss McHugh from stags who's also joining us in the studio this evening um i'd love to know nari what what do you think is the best part about being involved in in eco projects within the school i think the best part is seeing the younger kids sort of learn and blossom and the enthusiasm they have it has a knock-on effect i think it's it's almost contagious sort of being passionate about the environment and just raising awareness in general it's amazing to see all of the young kids get involved and you know with the litter picking it's it's all them they all do it we don't have to nag them we don't have to tell them it's all it's all them and i think that's the best part i think are you surprised that it that it is as easy as it is you're nodding yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely yeah it's a lot more of them than it is of us it's sort of we oversee it and they are the driving force really and do you think that children have changed in terms of attitudes as as time has gone on do you think at that age you have the same level of awareness or do you think it is heightened at the moment i think with help of like social media it's become you know more people know about it and more people are getting involved and i think when we were younger i didn't really think about this as much and since i've come into secondary school some of the younger kids are telling me about things and i thought oh i never knew that when i was 11 12 so it's really amazing definitely yeah Fantastic. And Hannah, I'd love to know, if you were in charge of the Department of the Environment right now, what would you? What would be the first thing you'd change? Oh, it's difficult. There's so many things I'd like to change. Um, I would definitely have to enforce some laws on the use of plastic. I single-use plastic, definitely, because the amount of plastic the UK uses is just incredible. And I think it is, it is something we can tackle if we all put our minds to it. Like, for example, the use of um, reusable bottles and stuff like that is so much easier and it can really just change everything. Um, The idea that plastic itself, even if it is recyclable, can only be recycled so many times because fibres get too short to be recycled again. So in reality, there is really no plastic that can be infinitely recycled. So I think we need to really tackle that together and really as a society come come to a decision and realise how much of a difference we could make if we reduced our plastic usage. Francesca, can I ask you, what if you were in Department of the Environment, what what would you say? I think adding to what Hannah said there, definitely about like plastic bags in supermarkets, especially because there's really no need for us to have plastic bags. And a lot of people nowadays do have the, you know, the bag for life and stuff like that. And I think definitely that should be encouraged more. And if some people can do it, then other people can do it, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, because I think I think it's happening all over the world, isn't it? There is just 
um, plastic bags just not not being used yeah. anymore and everybody carries their their little tote bag wherever they go mm. but it's something you feel passionate about yeah is definitely it it's just it's such a small thing that would make such a big difference and anything else what do you think is probably an, another big issue that the uk needs to tackle i think as well like um limits on the amount of pollution that we create especially you know there's water pollution air pollution and but i definitely think limits on the amount of petrol we use and things like that would really not be that hard to put into place it's just a case of changing society so that we can make those sort of things the norm rather than what we do nowadays fantastic now you're on the spot now tell us what your solution would be um, I think we need to focus more on um, renewable fossil fuels, not fossil fuels, renewable sources of energy. And, you know, in 50, 60 years time, we're going to run out eventually and our quality of life is going to change. And also the amount of carbon dioxide and pollutants that these release, like, is ridiculous. And I think the sooner we get onto renewable energy and invest in that, I mean, we can't do much as, as you know, sixth formers and hopefully maybe in the future we can do a bit more about it um, but I think that's a step towards becoming more sustainable and thinking more about our kids and our grandchildren as well no, in is, the future. Isn't climate change something that worries you? All the time. I, I can't imagine you know what it's going to be like when I'm 50 and I have kids. I, I think about it more than I probably should but it's amazing all the stuff that you know Greta Thunberg's doing right now and all the movements and the marches that are going on. I think more people are aware of it and it's becoming more well known. Um, and and does it does it um, does it feel good when you're at school and you're doing things to help the environment and everybody's really keen to to join in? Do, does that help? to make you feel a little bit better about the future definitely i think it's the key is in our attitude i think if we can change our attitude and know that you know remind people that every little thing that we do is making a difference it's difficult to see it because you can't you can kind of see climate change but you can't immediately see it in your area and i think it's just reminding people that you know putting that recycling in the right bin and you know using your renewable you know, energy sources is really going to help, even if you can't see it. Yeah. How about you, Hannah? What, what do you think? Is climate change something that worries you? Definitely. And I think people need to realise to tackle climate change, we don't need a few people doing things perfectly. We need everyone doing things imperfectly. So I think if everyone comes together and makes just that small difference, it will really change the, the, the severity of what's going to happen. It's inevitable, really, if we don't change what we're doing now. Yeah, indeed. And how about you? Sorry, Francesca, I called you Daisy earlier. I do apologise for that. Got my names mixed up. Um, How about you? Do do you find that doing things with the um, uh, at school to help the environment uh, makes you feel a little bit more positive about the future? Yeah, definitely. I mean, climate change has always been an issue, and it's a shame that only now we're starting to realise that, and only now are loads of people actually taking part. Whereas, you know, you know, as well as stags, other schools around the country have always been trying to, you know, change the world. And I guess it just helps to have lots of people helping as well. Well, that's right. Changing the world one school at a time. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Miss McHugh, you must be very proud of three highly articulate and so well-informed students. Um, They're absolutely fantastic, although I do have to say I can't take complete credit for their work. Um, We do actually have a fantastic member of staff, Mrs Alex Nottage, who's um, currently at home with her beautiful new baby, who has actually been leading the Mm. girls and leading the group for such a long time and really, you know, making them feel so passionate and aware of all the different things that they can do, whether it's something simple and small 
more like um, a bug hotel, planting wildflower seeds, um, growing sunflowers in the summertime or to the sort of larger contributions that each young person can make. Fantastic, brilliant. Uh, it's a real pleasure hearing what you've done and how passionate about you, you are about the future and about the, and, and what you need to do with the environment. I think we're, we're safe in your hands. What do you reckon, Amanda? <laughs> well, it has to be said, if I had the choice of, uh, of putting the future of the planet in the hands of these three rather than in some of the, the leaders at the moment, I think my vote would go to with you three every time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You've just got yourself three jobs. <laughs> Brilliant. Girls, it was really fantastic to talk to you uh, this evening and thanks for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. The Parent Show on Radio Verulam here today and we've heard from some fantastic um, children at Fleetville School about all the recycling and reuse activities that they've been doing from their lovely teacher Mr James who's described some of the projects that they're taking part in. We've heard from Camp School about uh, how they've been learning about the damage that air pollution does and what they can do about it and then we've just had our lovely three girls from Stag School um, hearing about all the things that people, uh, girls throughout the school are doing and about the enormous enthusiasms for protecting environment that they have at the school and from their lovely teacher, Miss McHugh, who is an inspiration to all of them. So it's been a really inspiring programme hearing about some of the really great stuff that's going on in schools around St Albans to help the environment during Sustainability Festival. Um, and then our next guest is Professor Cartwright Hatton. And she's joining us on the phone now from Sussex University. Professor Cartwright Hatton, are you there? Oh, hi there. Hi, Lydia. Call me Sam, please. Oh, sure. I will, I will indeed. So, Sam, I, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the show, but there's a lot of fantastic young people doing amazing work, but also a lot of concerns about the environment. And um, what we'd love to talk to you about, it, is it is it OK for young people to have fears about the environment? Yeah, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely normal. And I have to say, I'm incredibly grateful to the young generation for really alerting the older generation to this and making it happen. Um, it's, it's completely normal to have worries about all sorts of things. Um, we all worry. I, I once did a study where I interviewed 100 people and, and I had to ask them to pick something to worry about. Uh, something that they were currently worrying about. And out of those 100 people, there was only one person who couldn't think of something that they were currently worried about. So 99% of us have currently got something on the go. And it's the same for kids. It's the same for adolescents. Um, and I guess uh, environmental fears are so topical at the moment that most adolescents, it's going to be near the top of their list. So, yeah, it's completely normal. It's completely fine. Worrying has evolved in humans because it makes us take action. It makes us deal with the problems that are facing us. It's got a really good role to play. Um, and worry isn't harmful. A little bit of worry now and then, even periods of quite intense worry when you're really worried about something for, you know, even maybe a few weeks don't do us any harm. Um, it can feel quite physically unpleasant when we're worrying. It can feel, um, you can feel shaky, you can feel a bit weak, you can feel a bit faint, your tummy goes a bit funny, your head might go a bit funny. It's okay, it's all fine. They're all completely natural sensations. Um, <laughs> and how would you identify, if you were a parent who, and you had a child who was very anxious about things like environmental issues, what would be the point at which you would think, actually, that's anxiety, which is a little bit too much? When would you know that, that you might need to be a bit concerned? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think if they were just worried about one thing, I probably wouldn't worry too much. Um, it's usually uh, we worry when people worry lots about lots of different things. Um, but if um, you find your child is worrying more days than not, more than just a few minutes a day, you know, an hour or so a day, if it was stopping them from doing things they need to be doing, so if it's stopping them sleeping, if it's stopping them getting to school, if it's stopping them going out, or if it's causing them really serious distress, then maybe that's time to say, okay, uh, maybe we need to start thinking about what we can do with this. Okay. Now, I, I've spoken to um, uh, one parent in particular I'm thinking about, um, and her son um, is really concerned about um, climate change, often in tears about it. What, what line should she take? What should she be saying to him? Well, I think always be open with your children, always answer their questions honestly, but you can do it in an age appropriate way. So with a fairly small child, uh, you know, a primary school age child, you wouldn't want to be offering huge amounts of very negative information. Although if they're asking for it, if they obviously heard something and they need clarification, then you do need to go into that. Um, with a teenager, I think be a bit more open. But what you want to be doing here is modeling a really sensible response. So saying, yeah, you're right. This is really worrying. This is one of the biggest threats facing the world at the moment. Um, so what are we going to do about it? And encouraging some action. And in the way you're talking about it, model being calm, not really catastrophizing about it, um, which is a psychological expression for just really freaking out about it. Try not to do that in front of your kids and hopefully they will um, learn to worry in a quite a sort of calm, problem-solving sort of way from you. Um, I don't know how old this child is, but um, I think the first thing to do um, is to, to really talk and really try to understand what is going on for him. So has he got any misconceptions here? Um, uh, so my, my little girl, she suddenly started really worrying about volcanoes. They'd done volcanoes at school and she was worrying and worrying and she, she was, you know, I couldn't get, to, couldn't get to sleep some nights. And we had a big chat about it and I saying, look, Georgie, we don't have any volcanoes in Hove. It's going to be fine. But this wasn't touching it. So we had a big chat and it turned out that she was really worried that, that although we didn't have volcanoes in Hove or anywhere near, she might wake up in the morning and there might be one. And I realized she didn't understand that it took five million years of tectonic activity to create a volcano. And when I told her that, she was fine and it's never come back. Yeah. So yeah. find out if there's any misconceptions there. Has your child heard about sea levels rising and is worried that they're going to wake up in the morning with their bed floating? You know, just make sure that they, they do have the sensible facts and they're not worrying that something really terrible is going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> the, the difficulty is that, that actually, you know, the, the prognosis as far as climate change goes isn't desperately bright. Um, and with a child who's quite upset, uh, uh, how, do you, how do you sort of like bring those two together? You don't want to make your child even more anxious, but on the other hand, you don't really want to lie to them either. No, you absolutely don't want to lie. But I think age dependence, I would be careful about what I was telling them. So you don't want to tell a seven year old that you're really worried about World War Three because of water shortages in, you know, some parts of the world. Um, you may be more open about that with an adolescent, although if I had an adolescent who is very sensitive about it, I, I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't be steering the conversation in that that direction. But if they're bringing up themselves and they want to discuss it, then yes, you do have to be honest. But I would be encouraging that adolescent to really look 
for positive information as well. Not to make them stop worrying about it completely. We need to worry about this. But to understand that there is good stuff going on. Uh, there are scientists working on this. There are lots of people campaigning. And some good stuff is happening. And to try and find out about that, to see if that can just still some of their worries. But take action. You know, there's, there's nothing better for dealing with worry than taking some action. Join an environmental uh, group, campaign group. Try to help your child find one that isn't too catastrophic, isn't all too hell in a hand cart, but is like, right, come on, let's do stuff. Yeah. Um, like sustainable salt, St Albans, for instance. Okay. And do you think it's helpful for anxious, for children who are anxious about the environment, to see their, their parents trying to do something positive? Yes, I think so. Model taking some action rather than sitting fretting and not doing anything about it. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a really good thing. Okay, so you're just even doing practical things around the house, you know, saying, oh, I'm yeah. doing this because this will really help or, or um, and, and perhaps yeah. encouraging the, 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 the child to sort of take part in those actions as well. So perhaps they feel oh, yeah. impact. I think we should all be doing that. But there's ways of doing it, I think, aren't there? So um, saying, okay, I'm going to turn the lights out because that's better for the environment is is a better way of doing it than saying we need to turn the lights out otherwise it's all you know it's all gonna be a disaster and sea levels will rise and blah blah blah. just so just being positive about it really saying right we're going to take some actions it's a good thing and giving it in a calm um not too frantic sort of manner and Sam, well, you, I love what you suggested at the beginning by getting children to do something themselves. So should you nudge them in that direction rather as well as modelling it as, as a solution? Is, what, why does that benefit children? Well, I think, when, why does it benefit them in terms of their, their worry? Yeah. Well, because we, it just helps quiet worries. Worry is a drive to action. That's why humans worry. So if we feel as if we are taking some action, it does quell the worry a little bit. If you find that it isn't really getting on top of the worry, there are other, other things you can do. So there's something that psychologists do, which is called scheduled worry time, which is when you say, right, um, I'm, I'm worrying too much about this and it's very difficult for me to stop worrying about this. But what I'm going to do is whenever it pops into my head, I'm going to say, right, not now. I'm going to worry about that tonight at six o'clock. Say, pick a time when you know you're going to be, have some time free and you're going to be calm and you're going to say, right, I'll deal with it then. And that can actually make it easier to just quell the worry and just push it down. And then when it comes to six o'clock, hopefully you're, you're in a slightly calmer place and you can address it a little bit more rationally. And that can work for children as well. So I'd encourage parents to give that a go. Mindfulness can work very well also for a child who worries a lot. Um, and there's apps out there that are quite easily available to have a go at that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, um, Sam, for, for all your advice. And I think that's really helpful to know. So don't don't sugarcoat it. Definitely some truth. Maybe not all the truth if your child is a little bit sensitive and encourage action. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Sam Cartwright Hatton, thanks a million for joining us on the Parents Show this evening. You're very welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Professor Sam Cartwright Hatton from Sussex University giving us some tips on how to allay fears. So very practical advice, wasn't it, Amanda? Oh, really important, really important. And as I say, I think what she says is right, that actually worry is something that's natural and it's actually pretty important at the moment, but we need worry that's going to take us on to practical action. And I think that's, that's, that's good for us. And I, I think that's just where, where our children should be as well. I think that's what's, uh, which is great because that's what we've been heard, had the kids 
talking about this evening, isn't it? Exactly. Taking exactly. Their, their concerns, their worries and doing these great things at school. Fantastic. So it is, it is indeed. And I, I love how much we've heard this evening. A lot to process and a lot of positivity too, Amanda. Their enthusiasm is amazing, isn't it? So yeah, very, brilliant. Very heartening. Great generation coming up. So thank you so much for listening on The Parents Show this evening. We'll be back at the same time next week and uh, tune in from 8 to 9pm on The Parents Show. Good evening. Bye bye.